0: this is breaking barriers a new podcast from matchworks exploring remarkable stories about why work matters and how working is changing the lives of some incredible people i'm nat jones well we've just met a woman fleeing for her life who's turned savior for others on their employment journey And a dragon wrangler, using the power of roleplay to develop real-world confidence. Now to a hotel with a heart, a social enterprise gateway where visitors don't just check in, they give back.
1: Oh, it's been life-changing. Imagine that you could transform another person's life simply by treating yourself to a few days away.
0: It's autumn in eastern Australia's iconic Blue Mountains. Situated 90 minutes west of Sydney, it's soaring sandstone cliffs, 10 times older than the Grand Canyon, and untouched forest-filled valleys draw tourists from around the globe. Right now, it's a time of rebuilding for the close-knit community as it recovers from Mother Nature's brute force. The Black Summer bushfires of 2020 have destroyed over 1 million hectares, some 80% of this World Heritage site, while torrential rain and flooding in March 2021 left the region declared a natural disaster zone. On top of that, travel bans and COVID have crippled the local tourism industry. And it's at this point, amid all the turmoil and uncertainty, that Stella Scamboloni takes on the biggest role of her career.
1: I reached a point in my working life where I thought I really would like to do something more than work for businesses that are driven by profit. I wanted to work and make a difference. I wanted to get to the end of my working life and know that what I did made some sort of difference. So I actively sought out opportunities. And when I saw this role advertised, it was sort of me on a plate, really. The new
0: role? general manager of Hotel Etico, Australia's first social enterprise hotel situated in the Blue Mountains heritage listed town of Mount Victoria. Its purpose? To provide work, training and live-in opportunities for young people with intellectual disabilities, giving them a pathway to open employment.
1: When you've got a perceived idea of somebody's capabilities, you create boundaries and we wanna knock down those boundaries. We wanna be able to open up whatever opportunities are available so that people can flourish. And we wanna demonstrate how to do that. So we are a social enterprise because what we're about is shifting community perspective when it comes to disability. We're about providing employment and training. We have the Hotel Etico independence program and that provides on the job training and independent living opportunities to our trainees with disability. It's a fantastic opportunity for our colleagues, there's so six of our trainees, to be able to build their confidence, build their capacity for independence, have valuable experiences that are real world experiences. They're working alongside us. And, it, and it's just transformative.
0: The vision for Hotel Etico came to life in 2006 in the ancient Italian city of Asti. Niccolò Valese, a young boy with Down syndrome, took on an internship at his local restaurant. Chef Antonio de Benedetto could see his potential and asked Niccolò what was his dream. To work in a hotel, he replied, and a movement was born. The first Hotel Etico opened in Asti in 2015, offering on-the-job training and coaching and life skills for young trainees. There are now six operating worldwide, with more to come.
1: I don't think he realised at the time, but now that it's happening, it's delightful.
0: From Little Things. Since its inception, Project Etico has been presented at the European Parliament, the Vatican and the United Nations in Geneva as part of World Down Syndrome Day. Trainees in some countries are treated like rock stars and there's even a documentary in the works, My Big Fat Italian Kitchen, celebrating Chef de Benedetto's quest to help people with disabilities reach their full potential. Opening Australia's first Hotel Etico during a global pandemic Stella admits was a gamble, but an opportunity not to be missed.
1: We took a gamble and I think we will continue to take a gamble. That's the whole idea of, you know, when you're setting up new organisations, new businesses, there is always a level of risk. It's just about how you manage that level of risk and what your appetite is with that and how sensible you are about it. I'm always saying we are the first in Australia, so we're the first to do everything. So there is a lot of learning that goes with that. And everything we do, it's the first of everything. It was exhausting. It was exciting. It was a whole mix of things. But looking back, you know, I think... It's very rewarding. When we engage with our trainees and we hear their stories, they're not just people who have applied for a position anymore. They're our colleagues. They've actually become part of our team and they're very important people in our lives. So the more we get to know them, the more we build relationships within the team and with each other, it's making the whole journey so much more. Rich, it's been pretty amazing,
0: Stella. I I hear there's something else at play apart from sheer tenacity, passion, and determination. Tell me about the Etico bug.
1: Oh, the Etico bug. (laughs) Well, it's um, it's an interesting one. It's not as as scary as the COVID bug. It's actually a lot more pleasant. So when we were interviewing, there was always that one. Phrase that we were all looking for, and it was not. I want to be part of this. I need to be part of this. So it was almost like you know when you you hear that ding whenever you know our program managers. When I was interviewing them, I remember them saying, "We we don't just want to be part. We need to be part of a project like this." So um, yeah, the ethical bug is really when you meet new people and you tell people about what we're doing and. What our, what our end game is, I guess. People just catch it. <laughs> People love it. They want to be part of it. They want to support it. It's a following. In Italy, they call it the revolution. I was invited to be interviewed by our local radio station, the Blue Mountains, and I brought along with me two of our trainee managers and um, our trainee, one of our trainees, Katrina and Joshua and Harry. And we were talking about the culture that has been created in Etico. And Katrina said, well, for me, it feels like a professional family. And when she said it, we all looked at each other and thought that's just precisely what it feels like for all of us. Because we, in our organisation, are all incredibly hard workers and there are lots of long hours and late nights and exhaustion. But amongst all that... You're part of a team where you're working side by side and there's enough friendliness to feel like family, but there is that expertise that comes into it that represents the professionalism. So, it's quite a lovely descriptor that that Katrina had come up with.
0: Oh, did I mention that the Etico team not only had to start up its first hotel, They had to find somewhere to put it. And therein lies another Etico Bug moment. Among first funders for the project was the Vincent Fairfax Family Foundation, an organisation that's operated as a charitable trust since 1962. As it turns out, Mount Victoria Manor was built in 1876 by John R. Fairfax, founder of the Sydney Morning Herald, And it was a synchronous moment as family members took a walk through the property ahead of Hotel Etico's launch.
1: Ruth Armitage, who is a Fairfax descendant, came up to the manor for a tour. And it was quite beautiful watching her walking through the hallways and in the open areas. And she sort of looked around and thought, wow, this is history. This is Great, 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 great grandfather built this as a country retreat and now look what this building has become. It's going to be the home of something that's quite groundbreaking in Australia. So it was a beautiful moment for her. Um, And, it's yeah, it is a closing of the cycle for the Fairfax family because it started with John Fairfax and it's, I guess, being perpetuated through Vincent Fairfax Family Foundation's support of us.
0: As research shows, employment is one of the most direct and empowering paths to sustainable independence. In order to find her inaugural trainees, Stella reached out to a recruitment specialist she could trust, Matchworks. One of Australia's largest providers of job active and disability employment services, Matchworks, just like Project Etico, believes that everyone has a right to work. As part of the non-profit Gen U family, It's all about giving back, reinvesting into the community to help Australians lead better lives.
1: So we seek to partner and engage with other organisations who have the same values that we do. And prior to kicking off our recruitment, I connected with Carly and Anthony from Matchworks to say this is who we are, this is what we're about and we would love to, I'd love an opportunity for us to be able to connect and work together and they were fantastic. And so it was Matchworks playing a part in our recruitment process and supporting what we were trying to do.
0: I hear that the audition process raised some troubling insights around discrimination in past employment for some of the workers. Tell me about that.
1: We were establishing the expectations of employees and we were talking about making sure that you're arriving on time and conduct while you're on the job and the kind of appearance and all that kind of thing. And when we talked about making sure you're arriving on time and expressing all those details, one of our trainees was very perplexed and Sam, who you'll talk to shortly, she asked him, hasn't anyone spoken to you about this sort of stuff before? And didn't you didn't your previous employer talk to you about this? And he said, no. And what became apparent for us was because he was a young man with a disability, while that employer was doing its best to provide employment, they didn't recognise that trainee's value enough to set expectations, basic expectations about arriving on time, proper conduct, proper appearance, things like that. Because, it, because he had a disability, it was just enough in their view to be providing him with a job. What
0: are the misconceptions around hiring a person with a disability, Stella? What's the negative side? What do some people get wrong?
1: I think really what it comes down to is boundaries. People have a perception of what someone's ability or disability is. There are boundaries that are put into place, whether they are conscious or subconscious, that is the main thing. It comes down to what someone's idea of is of what you can do and how you can contribute in their organisation. Um, when I was at a, a recent event, I was talking about open employment for our trainees once they graduate and I was talking to a potential employer and the comment that was made was, I don't think I can put someone like that on because there would be so much more um, in time investment and it would cost me money. And my response was initially when you employ anybody, do you expect them to be up and running right from this word go? From day one, do you expect someone to be completely up to speed? And the answer was, well, no, of course not. Well, it's no different. You know, sometimes you may need to work out a different way of doing stuff, but the time investment to bring a new employee up to speed, it's the same for everybody. It's just a couple of extra steps for someone with different abilities. So I think really the main thing is, the, is breaking down barriers and perceived ideas. So what I would say to potential employers is, when you're considering employing someone with a disability or indeed anybody, it's really about opening up your mind to how they can add value to your organisation.
0: So what should we be thinking? What, what can we change in that approach?
1: It comes down to our perceived thoughts when it comes to people with different abilities. I guess through different life experience we learn to have a certain reaction and I guess changing those reactions is what's really important. It's about stopping yourself and saying, well, I think just the example that I just gave now about that particular person, so that was a perceived reaction, that was a a perceived thought and in that one moment everything changed. So I guess that's what it comes down to. It's just perceptions, shifting community perspective when it comes to people with disability.
2: Hi, I'm Samantha Mackay and I'm the program manager at Hotel Etico um, in the Blue Mountains in Mount Victoria. Uh, And my job involves creating, uh, implementing and facilitating our wonderful independence program at Hotel Etico. So we have um, the sort of independent living side of it as well as the employment and uh, job skill side of it as well. And I work very closely with the hospitality trainees. uh, And today we have one of them joining us us Georgia Davidson
0: Georgia tell us a bit about yourself
3: so I'm Georgia and I'm the one of the hospitality trainees I'll be in Mac Victoria
0: how are you enjoying the the new job what do you like about it
3: I like meeting with friends up there it's fun to be with including with the two down like with Sam and um and Stella they are amazing
0: I hear that you're also a performer at heart and that you've been on stage in productions like The Wedding Singer, We Will Rock You. What is it about performing and acting that you love so much?
3: So it's it's my passion and I did it through musical theatre and that's when I got my big, ever big production,
0: yeah. And did you ever think you'd end up working in a hotel as well?
3: Yeah, I was shocked that happened. Why? When um, Sam and Stella wanted me to, to do it with and I was I got very excited but I got been a bit bit emotional as well.
0: Why, because you were happy? Yes. And why did you end up taking the job at Hotel Etico?
3: It's really fun to, to do it because I I wanted to take part of it. And I actually love love it to do with like a lot of stuff like being being in the academy or being up in the hotel. We do like a bit of everything.
0: What is it that you thought, oh yeah, if I take this job I might be able to achieve this? Like what did you hope for when you took the job? I was very
3: excited at first and then and then I got through it all. And it, it was it was so amazing
0: has it lived up to your expectations? Yes. Sam, can I ask you a couple of questions as well? In your own words, how is Georgia doing?
2: Georgia, for us, first of all, has been amazing, but she's someone who constantly surprises myself and all of the staff at Hotel Etico. I think on the very second day We asked, um, usually they work in some teams and we asked Georgia if she'd be a part of the dishwashing team after lunch and she jumped on in there and smashed it out all by herself. She she absolutely was completely independent in the task and did an excellent job. She's got one of the hardest work ethics I've ever seen. Uh, She's really committed to doing a good job um, as well as a timely job.
0: What would you say Georgia's super skill is?
2: Georgia has an amazing ability. She's an absolute people person. She has an amazing ability to make everyone feel included in the space. Anyone who walks in the room or jumps on a Zoom, she's like, oh, hi, how are you going? And, and immediately greets everyone by name and has a giant smile waiting for everyone. So I think that would be probably the best quality in Georgia. And she really brings, brings that lovely energy to the team and to the hotel. And it's noticeable when, when she's not there.
0: How are the others going in their jobs?
2: Oh, goodness. <laughs> Look, I've worked in in the disability sector for a long time and I'm constantly surprised and I've learnt very early on never to underestimate anybody with a disability because they will constantly surprise you at what they can do and what they're willing to challenge themselves to do. I think... Um, we all have something to learn from our trainees when it comes to resilience and perseverance and determination because they will keep going, they'll pick themselves up, they'll make the mistake and they'll learn and, and try again. So without, without a word of encouragement or, you know, um, prompting from staff or team members. So that's, I think they're all doing extremely well.
0: Sam, why did you apply for the job with Etico? What appealed to you about working in Australia's first social enterprise hotel?
2: So for me, um, I've always compared it to, you know, everyone has that dream, right? The dream where if they won the lotto and those millions and millions of dollars, they'd, they'd do something with it. And for me, this is probably almost exactly what my dream would be is to have a a space where skills can be learned, the environment is inclusive and everyone's supporting one another to become the best versions of themselves in the way they want to become the best version of themselves. Not just what you know, a limited society has to offer, but anything is possible. Any dream can come true. Um, as you just have to dream it. (laughs) So for me, it's not, it wasn't a matter of wanting to be a part of it. I needed to be a part of it. When I, when I, um, heard about it, when I first met Stella at a breakfast meeting one, one morning, um, and I heard about Hotel Edigo and what they're all about, I needed to be on this journey.
0: At the heart of Project Etico is the Academy of Independence, a specialised program incorporating private living quarters that allows trainees to learn everyday life skills on their pathway to open employment. In dedicated apartments at the hotel, on their rostered days on, students do their own washing, make their own beds and cook their own meals all within a peer-based supportive setting. For many, it's their first time away from home. A challenge not only for the students, but their loved ones too.
1: When you think about the memories of when you move out for the first time and what that feels like, there's so many emotions that come with it. And to an extent, this is a very safe way of experiencing that. It's fantastic. It's exciting. It's well-planned. But we understand there are there are opportunities for growth and evolution and development and so our families have really supported us in that process and providing great feedback. So in terms of settling in and things like that, that partnership, that communication has been really wonderful.
0: Georgia, back to you. Yeah. How did you feel about moving into the hotel to work and live away from your family What were some of your worries at the time? I'm getting
3: used to it now and I'm very happy to do it. Like the part of the hotel, it's not that far from where I am at the moment. I just love love being there and it's really fun to to be with around Sam as well. Um, She's always like really nice and she knows what to do and she's really lovely to be with.
0: What what about your parents? How did they feel when you left?
3: I think they I'm a bit upset to see me to see me go.
0: Yeah. Were they a bit worried about how you'd go as well? Uh yeah. And what advice did they give you? Um,
3: just take my time and I think they're okay of oh, of it now and, and I I'm really happy to to do it too and yeah
0: do they say that you've changed as a person since you started working at the hotel
3: yeah I think the way that I I feel about it when I am changed that the way I um I feel what's been going on I'm happy to change my life around
0: and yeah Were you happy to gain a sense of your own independence as well from your parents?
2: Uh, Yes, yeah.
0: And Sam, back to you, how are the others adapting to independent living?
2: It's been amazing to watch this journey of how they've then transitioned into this, all right, okay, this is real and I spend a lot of time with these people. And not only do I spend a lot of time with these people, but then I work I work with them and then I have to, I'm seeing them after my shift as well and negotiating, sharing a bedroom when bathrooms, all that, that sort of stuff. So for some of our guys, it has been a real challenge and they find the Academy the most challenging part. Um, but when you ask them like, is, is it, is it good? Do you think it's a good thing or do you think it's probably pushing you too far? I always get the response of, you know, no, I'm learning lots. Like, you know, it's challenging. Don't get me wrong. It's the hard part, but I'm learning lots and it's probably the best part for me. So, um, yeah. And, and the other guys, some of them have just taken to it seamlessly.
0: What do they say? It's the reward for, um, (laughs) for independent living.
2: You know there's the sense of exhaustion at the end of the day but at the same time they've done it all they can say with confidence that you know no i did this and you know i did this as independently as i possibly could so that that's sort of the reward but also like the social side of it as well that, that they've got these friendships and relationships that you know they're building and working on and negotiating and it's so much more than just you know some sur- like a surface level colleague um colleague to colleague relationship where they have to really do negotiate with one another and you know be aware of each other's feelings and you know context and all of that sort of stuff so yeah
0: globally 80 hotel etico hospitality interns are in training 184 have graduated, with 68% moving on to open employment. So, how do they actually learn the tools of the trade? Well, that's where the download method comes in. Pretty much learning through direct experience and field observation. Basically, a whole lot of information that's ingested or downloaded during work training that can later be applied to home life and living independently.
1: So, the download method is the training, the way training was developed in in the Italian Eticos, once they realised what an amazing opportunity it was to be able to provide employment for for young men and women with disability, they developed a way of training and they continued doing internships in the restaurant environment. The way they describe it is, you know, when you think about Uh, you hire a movie or you buy a movie and you download it to your tv that's what the that's where the term was coined that's how it was coined it's just that process of downloading information and this is what learning on the job learning is about it's about downloading information to your brain and um and learning new things.
2: I guess the download method on that sort of surface level is it's that on the job, in the moment, being present sort of um, skills training. Things like in the kitchen, preparing a a dish, a particular item on our menu, or um, in the behind the bar, you know, learning how to make coffees, that sort of stuff, or in housekeeping, perfecting that hospital corner. All that stuff is on the job, in person. and, And it's that repeating and, getting the pointer and fixing it up and trying again. And the benefit of that is is not only are they doing that um, and improving their skills, but they're they're doing it in a purposeful way. They're not just in, in one room, you know, fixing one bed over and over and over again. They're actually, contributing and adding value to the business because they get to go to all the different rooms and and fix up those hospital corners they get to prepare you know 20 different meals in the night so then you know it's purposeful meaningful and adding value um, to the community and to themselves
0: but in reality there's a bit of a gray area as to who is really teaching who at hotel etico
1: they make us laugh every single day. They come up with the funniest things. There's not a day that goes by where you don't end up laughing your head off by something they say or do. So if you ask Josh a question and he wants to buy some time, he'll say, oh, that's a good question. If he needs a bit of extra time, he'll go, that's a really good question. And, do you know, I do that all the time. It's fantastic.
0: (laughs) That contagious Etico bug, Stella, the energy, has it also rubbed off on guests?
1: Oh, indeed it has. From the feedback that we're receiving, guests are absolutely loving the experience and they're loving being met by our trainees and being shown through the hotel. They're loving the stories that are coming out and they're loving the idea of us challenging their perceived thoughts. Uh, so this is what's wonderful for us because we see all those thought transformations happening, and and they're little moments of gold for us. We had some guests that stayed with us, and I was lucky enough to farewell them one Sunday morning. And they had booked us; it was like a last-minute dot booking. Uh, they were driving through on their way on their way back on a driving road trip from. Dubbo and they were from Tari, they owned a large medical practice and they said to me we've spent literally 12 hours with you we've had dinner with you overnight we've stayed and you've changed our lives what you've done is you've shown us how possible it is to have an inclusive work environment and they said when we get back Today, when we're back at work this week, we're going to reach out to our local DES, Disability Employment Service, and start the ball rolling to employ someone who's got a disability.
0: That's amazing. That
1: was a moment for us. That was quite exciting.
0: As for Hotel Etico's success stories, well, you can't go past the twins.
1: So one of our trainees, Jacob, is a twin and his twin brother is Joshua. So Jacob is part of our independence program and Joshua has employment elsewhere. When he goes home, he is, he's a very quiet personality, but when he goes home, he's now become very vocal about his experiences and he's often communicating with his brother and and talking about things that are happening with his brother. And what has happened through him developing his independence capacity, it's actually transferred over to Joshua as well. So they're both experiencing the benefit. And in their world, the parent is the person who writes the schedule for the family. And he decided he was going to start writing his own schedule, his own schedule for the week. That is incredible because what we're about is – independence. We're about really helping the trainees that we work with find their independence and build their capacity for independence. And the fact that he has grabbed the bull by both horns and said, right, I'm taking, I guess, control of my week is just amazing. This is exactly what we're about.
0: Georgia, back to you. How has this job changed your life for the better?
3: I think it's good that um it's changed my life with the hotel is that i i really love it actually and it's fun to be with um the friends that that i that i work with
0: back to you sam how has this job changed your life for the better
2: seeing the potential of what you know social enterprise can do and um can make a difference in people's lives I think is is huge but this job in particular with at the hotel and with the trainees I think it is sort of put making sure that that whatever service or whatever job I'm doing it, it is looking at that holistic person it's not just that one-sided yeah you can focus and have a goal and work towards that but I think if you let the other sides of things fall down or you're not you're not considering them in in the grand scheme of things. It really isn't an effective or, you know, a meaningful way of of providing a service. And
0: how has work changed your life in unexpected ways? What are some good surprises about your part of the job?
2: (laughs) When you asked Georgia that question, it made me think immediately to our team and our team are, uh, and as we advertise um, for our program, are uh, an amazing team of hospitality professionals, experts in their own fields, whether they're they're our chef, sous chef, kitchen hand, housekeeper, your receptionist, they are experts in their own field. None of them ever had any experience working with someone with a disability before. And they're absolute determination and positivity when taking on this, their role within our hotel just amazes me every day how no point does anyone go, this is too hard. They always come up and find me or, or a support worker and go, how do, I, how do I make this better? How can I be better? Or how can I improve myself so that I can make sure I'm teaching or um, you know, mentoring these trainees properly and giving them the best I have to offer? Um, that has absolutely blown me away.
0: What does it feel like to have such valuable impact on someone's life by helping them at Hotel Etico?
2: I think for me, I've always loved, no matter what, you know, client or um, circumstance I was working, you know, who I'm working with, you're the person that listens or you're the person that actually hears what that person, you know, what the person has to say or has to offer and you see that and you see their potential and you, you challenge that for them and you don't just let it slide or think, oh, no, you know, that's, it's not worth pursuing or that sort of thing. I think that's probably my favorite part of Hotel Etico is that we push, um, and you know, we see that potential and we get to bring that out of them with them, not standing over the top of them, telling them that they can do better, but with them that it's a, it is a, a mutual journey of seeing how much we can grow and, and what we can achieve in this space
0: a social revolution where the life experiences just keep on coming. As part of their internships, trainees also get to work on exciting projects, including styling an apartment within the hotel. That means choosing all the colour schemes, doing budgets, a pitch, and even carrying out the project themselves. And remember those devastating bushfires and floods we talked about at the beginning of the podcast? Well, that's all coming full circle in a Hotel Etico-Mount Victoria community uplift evening, a night of food and entertainment that students will plan and host along with staff. It's an important part of Etico's ethos to give back to the local community of Mount Victoria that has suffered so much hardship.
1: So the Blue Mountains, as with lots of other regions, has been hard hit The thing about us being located in Mount Victoria is we're part of an incredible community and the community has really come behind us to support us in establishing ourselves. And in our program, we have what we call project-based learning activities. And one of our project-based learning activities is a community event. And it's a way of us giving back to our community who has supported us to establish ourselves. And it's a really beautiful way for the trainees to be learning about the skills, you know, planning events, planning menus, selling tickets, things like that. Through the engagement with that project, they're learning, but they're also really giving back as well. And perhaps the most important message of all... To change community
0: attitudes around the value of a neurodiverse workforce.
1: For us, a big thing is about shifting community perspective when it comes to people with disability. And not only that, I think community is really what connects us, right? So the more opportunity we have to be engaged with one another, the more opportunity we have to grow and evolve. So for us, it's so important to become part of a a community, but indeed to grow it and evolve it as well. And the locals, they've been wonderful with us. It really is a community where you're on a first-name basis, you walk down the street and you know the the people who own the shops and you go and buy your coffee and you're greeted by name. And the trainees who travel to and some of our trainees travel to and from by public transport, Our community know who our trainees are and they're very welcoming and supportive. That's what's important for us.
0: A disability inclusion revolution, or better still, in the words of now-famous chef De Benedetto, A problem is only solved when it is no longer a problem. We made the first step, but there's still a long way to go, he says. The good news? There's now talk of Etico hotels opening in Melbourne and Canberra, another step towards empowerment and inclusivity on the road to worldwide positive social change. Stick around. Next, we meet two young men who went for gold on the job front and won. How did they succeed in a fiercely competitive, multi-billion dollar sports industry to find a sense of belonging? And why does one of them now have his own football fan club? Breaking Barriers is a podcast production from Matchworks, Australia's trusted employment specialists. Connect today, change tomorrow. If you found value in this episode, subscribe and share so we can keep telling these inspiring stories. And for more on Matchworks, log on to matchworks.com.au forward slash breaking barriers. I'm Nat Jones. Thanks so much for listening.